Hello, members of the Resilient Catholics community. Welcome to week 20 in the RCC. We are continuing our pilgrimage together toward greater integration. We're really getting to know and understand our parts. We want to be able to love our parts together, and we're getting closer to the point where we're going to start connecting with our exiles. We don't want any part to be left behind. So, Last week, in week 18, we focused on the concern protector parts that are often activated when we're doing parts sessions. Remember the kinds of concern protectors that can come up in our parts sessions? We talked about judgmental or critical parts, avoidant parts, analytical parts, impatient parts, parts that feel inadequate, and uh, skeptical parts, skeptical parts that have concerns with the IFS process being, quote, real, unquote, skeptical parts that may have moral concerns. We also discuss the general principles of working with concerned protector parts. We talked about getting to know those concerned protector parts, connecting with them, establishing trust between yourself and your protector, connecting with that concerned part's good intention, how it's trying to help, finding out what that concerned part is afraid of, what's driving it to disrupt the process of your part's sessions, And then seeing if that concerned protector can soften, if it can relax back, if it can allow you to continue working with your target part. And then if that concerned protector cannot or will not soften and relax back, then in that situation you focus on the concerned protector. You need to shift the focus from your original target part and make your concerned protector your target part. There's always reasons why concerned protectors don't soften or relax back, and usually the reason has to do with safety. It it just doesn't feel safe enough to that protector to allow access to the target part. We want to make sure that we're appreciating that because the stakes are really high. So after that brief review, we're going now into furthering our preparations to do deeper work with our parts in a more focused way. We are preparing to work with our exiled parts. Again, that's a major step. We want to do this in a safe way. We want to first address the parts that are concerned, our protectors, our managers, that find the work with exiles threatening. Our reading for this week was pages 67 to 72 of the Self-Therapy Workbook by Bonnie Weiss. We're going to be focusing on working with our protectors in a way that allows us to have their permission to begin work with an exile. So this is all in chapter 11 of our Bonnie Weiss book. Now, just a brief review of exiles. Remember that according to Richard Swartz, our exiles are, quote, part of a system that are sequestered out of consciousness either for their own protection or to protect the rest of the system from their feelings, end quote. Remember, exiles are the very young parts of us. They're like little children whose role it is to carry painful burdens, the burdens of trauma, wounds of shame and fear and sadness, other experiences. They're like little children, often very young, from infants to about six years old, sometimes a little older. And they take on these burdens due to extreme circumstances, relational traumas, attachment injuries, those kinds of things. And your exiles desperately want you as self to see them, to hear them, to know them, to understand them, and to accept them and to love them. 
Your exiles are seeking yourself. They want to connect with you, you as self. Richard Schwartz and Martha Sweezy use the language of redemption. Your exiles want to be redeemed. They want to be rescued from their isolation. They want to be rescued from their heartbreak by you. And the way they approach that is to jailbreak, to try to escape from the isolation imposed by your concerned protectors and fuse with you and blend with yourself. By definition, these exiles are exiled. They're suppressed, they're silenced, they're isolated by your protector parts. And why? Because of your protector's legitimate and understandable concerns about overwhelm, about emotional flooding that would take you over and incapacitate yourself and your whole system, rendering you very vulnerable, leading you to function ineffectively in the world. Because that's how exiles try to make their known. Because that's how exiles try to make their needs known. Remember, they're really young phenomenologically. They don't know much about being in a relationship with the self, being separate but near. And initially, your burden exiles want you to understand the intensity of the burdens just like they do by fusing with you, by fusing with yourself so that yourself experiences the same levels of intensity as the exile is. And fusion, that's a very primitive way of relating. It's what infants do. Infants don't have a separate sense of self. When they're nursing at the breast, they feel that mommy and I are just one, right? They don't have a separate sense of self. So in their desperation, your exiles don't understand how harmful that fusing or blending can be to yourself and to other people. And being so young, being so desperate, having limited vision, having limited experience, they just don't know better. And this is really hard on our managers, especially the analytical parts of us, our internal critics, our Catholic standard bearers. It's really hard for our managers to accept how wounded and hurting and desperate our exiles are. The only reason that protectors take on their extreme roles is to guard exiles' pain and suffering from taking over conscious awareness or to guard against other parts that would react about the, that exile's pain coming to the surface like firefighters. These protective managers don't know how much the exiles have shielded them, have carried the pain and desperation for the system, which has allowed your managers to run your system. You know, when the saints discuss how wretched they are, I often think about how those saints are in touch with their exiles. They know themselves, they know themselves at a deep level and they know something about their neediness and dependency and their wounds, right? So this is a part of becoming integrated. This is a part of becoming whole and it's a part of being able to enter into deep relationship with our Lord with the entirety of who we are, with our whole heart, with our whole soul, with our whole mind, and with all our strength or with all our lack of strength, right? So it's really important, not just on the natural level, but also on the spiritual level. We're focusing on the natural level, especially in the first two-thirds of this year, in the first two-thirds of this course, be, to be able to build up that natural foundation for a solid spiritual life. We are going to talk about safety issues, life and death issues. Managers, your protective managers know that the exiles are totally unfit 
to lead and guide your system, which is what they do when they blend, when they take over, when they flood. They are driving your bus, and the managers know that that's really dangerous. For some people, in working with an XL or starting to work with an XL, that XL's protectors can become very extreme in order to keep the XL's pain out of awareness. Protectors can even use dissociation to disconnect from the XL. Now, dissociation can be pretty mild. It can be like getting a little foggy inside, getting a little fuzzy, sort of checking out for a little while. Or dissociation can become more severe and long-lasting, where you start to lose time, you don't understand what you've been doing, you've checked out and don't remember what, what's been going on. That's some more serious examples. Those are more serious examples of dissociation. There can also be a pull to some kind of addictive behavior driven usually by firefighters, sometimes by managers, to protect from an XL's pain. We're talking about overeating, drinking in a way that isn't helpful, you know, alcohol use, escape into binge-watching videos, uh, shopping compulsions, uh, retreating into pornography, gambling. There's all kinds of addictive behaviors that firefighters can use to distract from the pain of the exiles. And so we really want to be aware about safety issues. And this is these are going to be direct quotes from Jay Early. Jay Early says, if you can't make contact with this protector or you're having a hard time working with it, it might not be a good idea to try doing exile work on your own. These extreme protectors are probably coming up because there is an exile with intense pain or trauma underneath. It will be necessary to do this exile work with an IFS therapist. It would be dangerous to keep going on your own without a therapist. Some people have so much pain and trauma in their background that it is not safe to work on their exiles without an IFS therapist. If you are one of these people and you attempt to work with your exiles on your own, you can become terrified or seriously depressed or feel confused and dissociated. You could also be triggered to start drinking, overeating, or engaging in some other addictive activity. If you sense that working with XLs might be dangerous for you, find an IFS therapist to work with. And I really agree with that. There are times where a little bit of IFS therapy or maybe more than a little bit of IFS therapy can really help us to get over the hump. Now, we want some balance here. Not everyone needs an IFS-informed therapist. There are many times when a person's protectors will trust that person's self enough to allow access to the XLs. Sometimes, however, a protector will trust a therapist's self enough to allow access to the exile, but that same protector does not yet trust the self within. So, it can be that having an IFS therapist, even briefly, even just for a few sessions, can help you get over the hump of gaining enough trust from your protectors to allow your work to keep going. Sometimes protectors have shame about getting into therapy. I want those protectors to know that I've had therapy. I've had IFS therapy. It's been really helpful to me. And we may need to care for any protectors who might experience shame about, quote, needing, end quote, therapy. We all need help from other people. The IFS Institute at ifs-institute.com has a practitioner directory where you can find level one or higher uh, certified where you can find level one IFS therapists or higher levels of training. We're also working on pulling together a directory 
of IFS-informed therapists from the interior therapist community, which I lead. These are all therapists that are grounding IFS-informed therapy in a Catholic understanding of the human person. The important thing to remember here is that we need the permission of our protectors, our concerned managers and firefighters, to work with exiles. All of our protectors should be on board with this, not just some of them. And too often, we can try to overlook protectors to go around them to focus on the exiles first. The guiding principle here is that you never, ever work with an exile until you have permission from all of the protectors, managers and firefighters, who have concerns about that exile. You never work with an exile until you have permission from all of the protectors, managers and firefighters, who have concerns about access to that exile. We want to stay recollected. We want to stay in self when we work with exiles. We don't want to blend. Blending with protector parts and working with exiles doesn't work well. Even if your protector part is trying its best to help you or trying its best to help the exile, if that protector part has blended with yourself, if that protector part is leading and guiding your system, your exile won't get the care it needs to heal. Especially early in the IFS work, we will be spending almost all our time connecting with protectors, not the exiles, the protectors first. We want to resist temptations that some of our manager parts can have, especially impatient parts. We want to resist that temptation to rush to the exiles. And even when you do have access from all the concerned protectors to that exile, sometimes in the course of working with that exile, Oftentimes, protectors will step back in, and we then we need to have that dance. We need to be able to go back and forth between working with the exile and working with the protectors that are concerned about that exile to make sure that everything feels safe enough to do the work inside. So permission from protectors is not a one-time thing. It's an ongoing thing. It's something that we want to be checking in with regularly with our protectors and not just assume that we have it in this level of work with an XL because we had it before or assume that we have it today because we had it yesterday. Common protector fears that come up as we begin to consider working with exiles. The exile has too much pain. There's no point in approaching the exile. The concerned protector will lose its role in your system and be rejected or eliminated. The concerned protector doesn't trust you. The exile will be harmed. A secret will be revealed. A dangerous firefighter will be triggered. Or the exile will re-experience the wound and the trauma. Okay, so let's review these in detail. The exile has too much pain. This is when the protector believes it's too much, that there's going to be this black hole of chaos and overwhelm if we touch base with that, with that ex- exile. And the response to that is to stay in self, to remind the, the concerned protector that we can move slowly, step by step, with permission and collaboration and cooperation from the protectors every step of the way. Protectors can step in and intervene if they feel they have to, we don't want there to be overwhelm either, and IFS-informed approaches have, and IFS-informed approaches have ways of working with the parts that blend, including exiles, and helping you return to a recollected state, to a state of being in self. All right. Second concern: there's no point in approaching the pain of the exile. This is where protectors believe the exile can't change. That's what's done is done. It's better just to ignore the exile, and our response is. 
it's possible for the exile to heal. We can do that with IFS-informed approaches, especially when IFS is grounded in a Catholic understanding of the human person, which is all about our healing. Third, the concerned protector will no longer have a role in your system and will be downsized, rejected, eliminated, or lose power in your system. And this can feel like a loss of identity for your protector. Response, explain to the protector that the protector can have a, a new role, a better role in your system. Fourth, the protector doesn't trust your competence, doesn't feel that you can do the work as self. And the response is not to argue, but to get curious about why the protector doesn't trust your ability to do this. Explore those issues of trust. The protector needs to know that you are just learning the IFS process and that you will become more skilled as you practice together. So you can reassure the protector that as you develop your capacities to do this work, you will be better at it and that you're also going to be careful. Let the protector know that you're aware that there may be other parts of you that would lead the IFS work poorly by blending and trying to do the internal work with your parts rather than letting yourself lead and guide your system and that you're going to be monitoring for that. Fifth concern, the exile will be harmed. Other parts could condemn the exile for being worthless or bad or ugly or otherwise undesirable or unacceptable in your system. If your protector has this fear, it's likely that there may be other protectors that would condemn the exile. And it's likely that there's another protector that hates this exile, fears it, and that you'll need to do work with all of the concerned protectors before it's safe enough in your system for the exile to be accessed. A protector might also be afraid that other people in your life would harm the exile and because that's happened before in important relationships. You can reassure your protectors that you genuinely care about the exile and that you very much want only what is best for that exile and that you're not going to harm the exile. So if your protector is worried about others harming the exile, it's important to evaluate whether that fear stems from relationships in the past, whether this you know protector is stuck in the past, or whether it's actually fueled by what's going on in your present external system, in your current relationships. Because if that's the case, we want to address those external relationships first. Sixth concern, a secret will be revealed. Sometimes protectors are afraid that an exile will reveal a secret that it feels needs to be kept hidden. This could be something that was covered up by important people when you were a child that was not allowed to be shared or known in this case, it's likely that the protector believes that you are still a small child caught in that family situation. So the response is to recognize and acknowledge the protector's fear as something of real concern when you were little. But then you can bring the protector up to date. Let that protector know that you are now an adult and it's the present year and help your protector understand that in your current life with your current abilities, that's very different than when you were little. Seventh fear, a dangerous firefighter will be triggered. And these are the firefighters that might arise when your manager protector backs off. And this is when addictive or dissociative or other problematic behaviors can emerge. You don't want a firefighter impelling you towards suicide as a way of trying to escape the pain of the exile. You don't want self-injurious behavior to distract from the pain of an exile. You don't want a part to lead you into a traffic accident or into an extramarital affair to distract you from an exile suffering. Right, the response 
is to work with those protective firefighters to develop that positive relationship, to understand their good intentions for you, build trust with them. Those are the ones that also protect against the same XL from flooding, right? Then you go back to your original protector and see if permission is available now, right? We want to make sure that we're working in a collaborative and cooperative way with all of the concerned protector, with all of the concerned protectors, firefighters and managers, and then see if permission is available across those protectors now before approaching the exile. The last one, the eighth one, the exile will re-experience the wound. In this situation, the concerned protector believes that if access to the exile is allowed, the exile will be wounded in the exact same way that it was wounded before, right? In childhood usually. And we want to let the protector know that the exile is stuck in the childhood situation of wounding it's already experiencing the wound, right? The protector is only keeping your system from feeling what the exile is experiencing all the time and that there are ways to work so that the wound that the exile experiences can be healed, right? The images on page 68 of our workbook really sum up our approach. You know, you see that first image where the exile is hidden away in a cave and in the second frame, the concerned protector is blocking access to that exile from the self, not letting the self connect with the exile. And then uh, in the third frame, the protector and the self are working collaboratively. The concerned protector is reassured, then it allows access, the access is granted and the self can approach the exile without so much risk that the protector will leap in and disrupt the part session. Right, so we're going to we're going to get into detecting an exile, how you do that, body sensations, emotions, hearing a voice within, visual images of the exile, memories resurfacing, songs, you know, that internal jukebox, movie clips that are replaying inside. We're going to get into that far more in our next episode in episode 20. So, look forward to seeing you on the other side and we can have a brief discussion about this, the contents of this, or you may decide that you want to go right to the experiential exercise where we start to explore this in more depth. So I'll see you on the other side.